was one time I, I totally, uh, I've been on this trail a million times, a million times. This was at night, no problem. I got to this one place, maybe a mile in, and uh, it was like a brick wall. I had to stop the hike. I've never stopped a hike like that before. Uh, and especially someplace I've been so many times, but that something right there, I was like, nope. So, but anyways, yeah. Uh, and then we can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Clink. No, my Hello, man. Hey, how are you? I'm thirsty. I'm getting better. Oh, this water is smacking good today. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm good. I'm glad. Um, you know what else is smacking good today? That interview we have coming up for these guys. Oh yeah, we got a real special one today. Uh, I'm I'm actually yes, this was a fun one to do. Um, you know, we're coming back to um kind of the reoccurring low-key secondary official unofficial theme, you know, looking for Bigfoot. So today we brought on uh kind of a Bigfoot enthusiast, is what he'll say, because he says no one is an expert. He's more of an expert than me, so he's an expert to me. Um, but it's Mike Flamelant. I know I said it wrong there. Um, but he has a YouTube show called In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. So make sure you go check that out on YouTube. It's him going out on expeditions looking for these. Uh, honestly, it's pretty it's a pretty cool show. I watched a couple before prepping for the interview, and it's very genuine. You know, it's him out there showing you the expedition experience, which is kind of nice. Um, and it meshes really well with us as, you know, we're, we like getting out into nature. He likes getting out into nature. Well, and, you know, one thing that what I like about you, you bring up genuine uh, and I, I really like that, that word, because when it comes to these guys, um, you know, I look at like Calvin, everyday backpacker, right? He's just like, Hey, I love hiking. I moved to Montana to go hiking and live my dream. I, I work at an outdoor store so I can get discounts on hiking gear. Cause I love hiking. And I'm going to tell you guys about it on my channel. This is the same here with Mike. You know, he loves big footing. He, he quit his job. Um, we get into uh, relationships too. And I, I can only imagine that having an impact on this Bigfoot community um, and just everything else that kind of happens here. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought, Mark. I apologize. Uh, no worries. It's Hey, listen, it's a great <laughs> interview. Uh, we get into some Bigfoot stories. Uh, which are always a treat. Uh, you know, he brought on the cool shit in nature today, which is always, uh, which is fun when people bring us cool shit in nature. You know, uh, and I like that. And what I really did like, and and I, I kind of want to, I, I want you guys to see and really go to the YouTube and check this out uh, for your own eyes, because it is a, we're not going to tell you, but go <laughs> check it out and you'll see what we're talking about. And we want to hear, what you may think this is, uh, what may have caused this, what may not have caused this, yidda ya, yidda yay, you know, just let us know today. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we're just going to jump in. You know, we got the uh, creator, the star, the producer, uh, the everything man for In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. Uh, let's welcome on Mike. Alrighty, and welcome. We have a super awesome guest today. We have our very one of our well, kind of a Bigfoot ex expert in reality. We got Mike on today, who has a YouTube show called "In the Shadow of the Big Red Eye," where he goes out looking for Bigfoot, and as everybody knows, as wanderers, we are looking for Bigfoot as well, getting out there. Uh, so kind of just to start off, Mike, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, kind of let everybody know who you are. Yeah, well, I want to thank you guys first for having me on. That's cool as anything. I'm uh, so happy to be here. Um, so I am 32, um, and I'm a full-time Bigfooter. Um, 
I have like I am an EMT, firefighter, graphic designer, all that good stuff. Um, but I do big footing full time now, and it's super awesome because it's like I'm actually being able to support myself doing this. But um, yeah, so uh, I had my first encounter back in 2011. Uh, it was the first time ever I went camping. I got some rocks thrown at me. Uh, it was crazy. So yeah. I was like, man, I got to figure out what what is doing this, you know. So, uh, and we get in the story later if you want, but that's, that's, uh, I made it my goal, like to figure out what, what could, what, what could have th done that? What could have thrown rocks at me in the middle of North Florida? Uh, so that's, that's kind of what I made the, why I got into Bigfooting. And I, I made the show because like I was, I was really into Bigfooting and I was tired about all the shows on TV and about how they like are, they don't portray how Bigfooting actually is. So I decided I'm going to make my own show. I had a little, uh, you know, history and video editing. So I'm like, I'm going to make my own show about Bigfooting. And uh, now we're filming season five. So that's awesome. That's yeah. Cool. No, go ahead, Zach. No, I think that's just really cool. Um, uh, what kind of, I guess, uh, I guess what does season five have in store? What, what, what can you share with us? Uh, I saw I saw the hype video. Uh, yeah. Out, or, well, uh, season five is kind of weird because um, right now it's it's absolutely crazy because this is actually like the busiest time of the year for me. So, um, like I said, we're filming season five. Also, I'm trying to edit all the episodes and stuff. Um, and then also we're filming season six and seven at the same time. So I'm filming because because the, the way it worked out was like um, it was just going to be like one big season, like, you know, nine episodes or so. But then we got some really good activity uh, in one of the episodes, one of the smaller episodes that I was going to do. Uh, so, but we got some really good activity and persistent ongoing activity. We caught captured something on thermal imaging, uh, including a daytime video. Uh, I, I captured it. And then, like, two days later, there was a road crossing sighting, like, a quarter mile from where I had, uh, you know, my thermal imaging taken. So I decided I'm going to make that a season because that is way too in-depth to try to get into, like, a 39, 40-minute episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, pretty sweet. I was just wondering, like, so I, I watched a couple of the episodes. I saw the one where you went up to Maine and you actually stopped in the museum for, which looked really cool. But... So it's outside that one season that seems to be on that hot spot that you had, is each episode kind of like its own ex expedition that you do, or is it kind of like couple one expedition could be like two, three episodes? Well, the the way I have been doing it is it's like one uh, episode is one location per se. Um, like I said, with with the next kind of seasons, that's going to be a little different. That it, it is going to be kind of like more of um, a timeline thing for the one season where, where, you know, from start to finish, this is what happened and this is what ended up. Um, but generally speaking, the only difference between the episodes and the seasons are like the quality of the videos and the quality of the editing. Uh, you don't have to watch them in order or anything like that to, to uh, know what's going on. Oh, cool. Nice. So I kind of, I kind of want to get back to, uh, your first encounter because you kind of you kind of hint on that um and i think that's the that's to me when it comes to bigfooting you know i i haven't had an encounter um where my belief comes from is my tribal belief uh i'm an enrolled little shell member in here in the state of montana and we have the stories right of the rougarou of the the anishinaabe you know the anishinaabe people with um oh, oh, misabe uh, just the different the features of the hairy man, the tall man in the in the forest, all that, right? Mm. So I have my belief through a historical belief uh, system enrooted in me. I know Mark's had his encounter, so I'm curious to have, see, you know, what <clears> you <throat> and how that. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so so I'll tell you the story. It's um, so I grew up in New Jersey. And I moved down to Florida uh, for for this girl. I got engaged to her. It was really awesome. And I was working at, working at a beach resort, resort in Sarasota. And best job I've ever had. And I was bored one night. And I was watching uh, Finding Bigfoot on TV. 
And I was like, I was really bored, so I went on uh, their website, and they're like, "Oh, you can you can come out on this Bigfoot expedition with us, uh, pay pay some money, and come out and go Bigfooting." I was like, "Yeah, okay." So um, I had never been camping prior to this. I was inside video game, you know, uh, my whole life. Uh, so, like I said, I was I was engaged. So I was like, "Hun, guess what I just did." We're going up to look for Bigfoot in North Florida. Well, and then shortly after she broke, well, we broke up. But um, so I moved up to to Tampa. I got a job in the ambulance uh, working in Tampa after we broke up. And it was my second shift. This this uh, thing was coming up. Non-refundable tickets, right? Uh, $600. All right. So so I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm not going by myself. Like, I don't want to go by myself. I will if I have to. But uh, so... Uh, I was working with this guy in the ambulance and he was kind of like, he had a weird, strange personality. So I was like, okay, he's kind of, okay, this could be a potential candidate, you know? Yeah. So, so like, I don't know, 12 hours after I met the dude, I'm like, hey, um, I got some tickets to go up and look for Bigfoot in North Florida and I need somebody to come with me. Um, would you be interested? And he's like, I've always wanted to do that. And <laughs> best, best friend to the day, to this day. Nice. I love so, it. Love it. <laughs> so, so we get up there and uh, there, there's a lot of people up there, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh man, we, 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 like we picked a, like a place to camp that was far away from them. Because we're like, these people are absolutely crazy. They're looking for Bigfoot, right? <laughs> yeah. And then what are we doing up there? Anyway, so we, uh, we set, our, set our you know campsite way up and nothing happened the entire trip, right? We were walking through the woods. We were doing all sorts of calls and thermal imaging and everything. Nothing. We didn't see anything. Uh, and the last night... Uh, we were sitting, me and my buddy Jimmy, we were sitting around at this uh, a campfire and we were watching the meteor showers like four o'clock in the morning. And um, I had not seen like the night sky in a long time. Being from North Jersey, I grew up with it. Uh, but living in the city in Tampa, it's like, you know, so it was like super exciting to be out there with just, a, you know, a new friend on the last night, you know, watching this cool thing. And we heard uh, a tree knock, which is what Bigfoot are said to communicate with but it's no one's ever seen a bigfoot do a tree knock uh it's just kind of like a hypothesis uh so so this one tree knock uh happens and i'm like oh uh, that's kind of cool you know woodpecker anything you know could have been anything yeah um i don't put too much weight into it and then uh maybe i don't know a minute later uh the complete opposite direction another tree knock but it was far away i was like i was thinking to myself wow you know we didn't have any activity. We paid a lot of money. There's a lot of like people that have come back on this thing year after year. This is probably the people putting on the expedition, you know, getting our money's worth. So I'm like, oh, it's like, okay, little entertainment for the night, whatever. Yeah. You know. So, you know, we're we're still having a good time or whatever. And maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, um, little bigger little smaller than a fist bigger than a golf ball uh a rock uh kind of came crashing through the the canopy uh you can hear it's like a pine forest but you could hear it come crashing through the canopy whatever and landed like five feet away from us and freaked out scared as anything okay this is my first time in the woods okay now we got something thrown i was like he, my i was freaking at my uh, jimmy he was like mike if you want to camp in the car you're more than and before he could finish the sentence boom i had my tent i had my sleeping bag i was just <laughs> running to the car so i locked myself in the car and finally um jimmy was like mike listen this is what bigfoot do like why this is what we're here for why don't you come out and just you know try to get evidence enjoy the you know enjoy the experience so I was like, yeah, I, you know, suppose so. So over the course of the next 10 minutes, um, four of these same size rocks came and landed five to 10 feet away from us. And I'm wow. st- I don't know what's going on, right? I'm still thinking it's the people putting this on. And I'm thinking, yeah. wow, these people are crazy. 
you know, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Like they got good aim, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and Bigfoot, you know, throw rocks. So that's, that's like a, or are said to throw rocks. So that's like kind of like a, a thing. So I'm thinking, I'm still thinking it's these people. And I'm like, oh man, like, wow, this is, you know, a production here. Uh, so my friend Jimmy, he was like, I'm going to throw a rock back at it. And I said, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, if you think about it, there's two possibilities. It's a person or it's a Bigfoot. And both of them are lose-lose if you hit them, right? <laughs> like, there's not yeah. a win out of this that comes out of the situation. No. So he throws the rock back at it. <laughs> and I knew it wasn't a person at that exact second because a laptop-sized boulder came crashing through the canopy and landed right next to us about five feet away from us. Holy then God, everything that's a, that's everything stopped boy. everything stopped the next morning we kind of took some measurements a little bit closest and this is i mean on a this is giving it some 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 leniency 75 yards the object could have been or the subject could have been that through these things because the canopy and the way the terrain was geography of the of the of the uh terrain 75 yards would be the closest that thing could have been wow so as you're sitting there and you have the sky, yeah, you have the rocks come at you. The first couple, is it fairly quiet? Like no other noise, like birds or anything going on at that same time. I didn't notice anything then. I can't. I can't remember um, if it was if there was anything like that. Um, since then, I've noticed there there is definitely a, a, a silence that falls over the forest. Uh, if there's, if there might be a Bigfoot around, uh, but that night I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't recall anything specific. Okay. Wow. Oh, and I wanted to say something too, uh, in the introduction, oh, nobody's an expert at Bigfoot. So we're all just, we're all just people with, with kind of like weird ideas, weird people with different ideas, I guess. But yeah, nobody's an expert at Bigfoot. We just all are really into it and, uh, just enjoy the subject. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to put it. I, you're more of an expert than me. That's why I'm going to call you an expert. So. <laughs> but I, I do get what you mean. We're just a, a bunch of enthusiasts, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so how many places have you gone Bigfooting? Oh, man. Uh, it's got to be in, in, I mean, close to, it's got to be in the hundreds. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, if you think about it, I mean, <clears throat> I go out, let's see, once a month. Well, we'll say twice a month for the past, well, I don't know, six years, years we'll say. Oh, wow. You know, that's that. And that's only the past six years that's since I started filming the show before that. I mean, you know, those are all just fun stuff that we do. Right. So it's fun. I've got some really good, uh, some really interesting evidence uh, when you've been out there too, which is pretty cool. You know, keeps you going. What yeah. kind of, I'm curious. Uh, I mean, I saw like some footprints and stuff on some of the videos that I was able to look at before. Uh, but I'm curious just to hear from yourself, like <laughs> what you found. Yeah. Um, well, the kind of like the, the most it's funny because like I, I, I have this like kind of like the top three best evidence that I've ever had. But with this stuff that's been going on recently, I have to uh, uh, re rethink about that because that's the best evidence that I've gotten so far. So uh, we were at a uh, I, I was doing a solo hike uh, in High Point State Park. Well, OK, I'll, I'll tell you the little story real quick. So um, I have a hypothesis that Bigfoot travel around the state of New Jersey counterclockwise, and they're in the same spot every third year. I, I kind of hypothesize this because the sightings in that whatever X area increase by 80%. So I do a lot of research in my county, in Sussex County, which is in Northwest Jersey. And I kind of like know, I can gauge where they're, where, when they're coming, where they're going to travel, uh, just based on sighting reports and dates and, and, and stuff like that. So anyways, I picked a location, put an X on the map, right? Went there, did a little scouting hike, put some trail cameras up because I was going to be filming an episode right there. Um, and then like two days later, I'm talking to this witness and he said, hey, 
um, I want to come up and uh, show you my sighting location. I said, sure, you know, whatever. So um, I drive him up there, whatever. We park in the same trailhead. No big deal. You know, it's like the one trailhead to the park. And a uh, mile and a half later where I come back and it's the same exact spot that I had been like two days prior. Wow. So <clears throat> fast forward, getting the trail cameras like, I don't know, three weeks later. And I'm sitting there and clear, beautiful day, morning, nobody else at the trailhead, be- not, nothing else going on, no wind, whatever. And a tree gets pushed over. Wow. That's the best way I can describe it. And it's cool because they got an audio recording. And uh, <laughs> I, can't, I mean, I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I got the EBGBs too, which I'm like super confident and like okay in the woods like even at night like solo hiking solo camping totally cool with it but there have been like a select few times that i'm like oh something's going on i'm not meant to be here and some people say that's bigfoot and i don't know if it is or not it could just be my imagination but uh, there was one time i i totally uh i've been on this trail a million times a million times this was at night no problem. I got to this one place, maybe a mile in, and uh, it was like a brick wall. I had to stop the hike. I've never stopped a hike like that before, uh, and especially someplace I've been so many times. But that's something right there. I was like, nope. So, but anyways, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing that happened uh, was uh, I captured. This is a couple days ago now. Uh, I captured a thermal imaging uh, recording of what I believe may potentially be a bigfoot uh along the same area oh cool. so i don't know what it is um we're kind of doing the analyzation stage of it now we got the we went out and did a comparison uh shot and everything so uh, right now it's looking pretty good actually wow that's awesome i've noticed um you know when we talked to rick rells from the bfro he mentioned that you know you get the heebie-jeebies when you're in an area pretty close like there's just like you get this feeling of like i need to turn around um mm-hmm. he mentioned he told us one story specifically where like he was with like two others and each person had like their own different marker i guess as they went where they're just mm-hmm. like i'm going back now <laughs> it's it's really interesting and you know, uh, it, it's it's not just Bigfooters that have this experience. It's, you know, hunters that have been in the woods that have been going to the same area for the same, same hunt, you know, years and years and years and years and years. And, and for some reason, that happened. This one witness that I was telling you about, he's been going to the same area um, uh, hunting his whole life. This was, he was, uh, I think he was in his 40s. Now he's in his 70s. Uh, he had that encounter. He had like a really good, close-up class a sighting where it couldn't have been anything else and uh he that was the last time he ever went back to that he, it was the first time he went back in 30 years was with me to do that recreation that we had so it's like i mean that changes somebody it, it does i uh and it's actually kind of quite interesting because i'm not sure if you're familiar with the show on hulu called reservation dogs but they get into uh a couple episodes uh with bigfoot and the lore with the native american culture there in oklahoma and how they're like there's a guy that he won't go back to the hunting spot since he saw bigfoot there kind of same kind of uh mentality and, and fear um yeah. i'm curious you talk about when you go on these things you're looking at like where sightings are happening and, and i'm curious where your data is coming from uh are there certain bigfoot organizations you're pulling that from or do you have your own database or I guess, yeah um well uh what I use for sightings is everything. Um, I used to be an investigator with the BFRO, which is kind of like the um, national, I think Rick is part of it, the national kind of like Bigfoot place. Um, And I used to be an investigator with them. However, um, I since have left the organization um, and they have a really intense online database, which is awesome. However, um, it's not accurate. Uh, it's a good place to start. It's a good place to, you know, get some data. If say you guys wanted to go out and look for Bigfoot or one of your listeners would want to go out to look for Bigfoot, it's a great place to read some, you know, get some, they have nice maps with colors and stuff. But like I said, um, the investigators in the state, it's kind of up to them what they decide to publish. So if there's a really hot area that they are currently investigating, 
they probably won't post that area and saying, hey, there's been 800 sightings here because they want to investigate it and get evidence themselves and don't want other people coming in. Understandable. You know, I get it. Um, so what I look for when I um, go on expeditions is I pull up a map of uh, Verizon, the cell phone coverage, and I look to see kind of where I want to go. And I see where there's no service. And that's where I look for a state park or a state forest. And boom, that's my only, that's my first thing I look for because when I go away, I don't want to be, I, I don't want to, it's a vacation for me, right? I don't need that. I don't know if you just heard my phone go off. I don't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the last thing I want. So, um, and, and for everybody else on the trip too, a lot of these, a lot of people that I bring out with um, aren't as in touch. I wouldn't say in touch, but um, as open to uh, nature and experiencing the kind of stuff that I like to experience. And they're more attached to their phones and stuff. Uh, and, and I kind of, that's not what I'm all about. Actually, one of the reasons is why, why, why I made the show was to um, uh, entice friends and families to get off their couch and see something that they wouldn't see every day. That's my goal. And, and so far my, it's been, it's been, it seems like it's been pretty, pretty good. I, I actually had um, uh, in season one, I had a, a, a message from somebody who said, I recently became uh, um, uh, disabled, can't get out anymore. Uh, he didn't use to big for anything like that, but he found my channel and he was like, listen, I really, uh, this show, I'm living vicariously through, through you. And, and I just want to say thank you. And I was like, oh man, you know? Yeah. I that's guess. it. That's it. Yeah. I knew like that was season one. I'm like, okay, we're going, but, yeah. but you know, like I said, it's, it's, everybody is so connected nowadays. Um, it's important to disconnect sometimes. Now, with that being said, you also have to look, if you're, if you are Bigfooting, you have to look for what Bigfoot needs to survive. And what I would do next would be pull up like a, a bear map, bear population map. And wherever the bears are, the Bigfoot are going to be. That's very, just a basic kind of as a rule of thumb type of thing. And then you can go into looking at reports to get some specific areas that, that, you know, if you wanted to be on top of something new or, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's interesting. So what, what's the like correlation between the high bear populated areas and the high chance of Bigfoot? Cause I would think that there'd be some competition there. Um. Yes, uh, and that's why they're the same. Uh, I think Bigfoot and bear eat uh, the same exact thing. Uh, so that's why I think that their populations are going to be extremely similar. Uh, Florida is a perfect example. If you pull up a Bigfoot sighting map of Florida, there are three very specific clusters, Everglades, Ocala National Forest, and North Florida. Uh, you put a bear population map over top of it, it's the exact same. So that would lead me to believe that's that, that you know, starting my hypothesis and, and where I begin to believe why I believe what I believe is, is I think that it would make sense that the, the Bigfoot are in the same area that the bear are because they would need the same things to survive and the same things to eat. I, I, I agree because I do believe um, when, when I look at it, especially from like living in Montana, uh, bear were a plains animal, right? They used to live out on the Great Plains. Grizz the grizzly bear, matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But they have been pushed so far into the mountains that they are li living in the desolate areas where, like, it's hard for man to survive. The weather's not great. Um, just kind of these extreme places. And to me, I, I look at the grizzly bear in Montana, and I, I, I kind of think the same way as you do, where it's like the these locations also make primal habitat for the Bigfoot. They're going to have the caves. They're going to have the, that's my, that's my belief. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. That's um, I guess I've never really thought about that kind of connection between a uh, bear and Bigfoot like that. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to kind of look at that a little bit more in my time, uh, but I want to keep going. Like, do you have like a favorite kind of location that you've gone because you've kind of, I mean, Florida as far south as Florida and as far north as Maine. So you've kind of been yeah, all uh, over been the out, east. Been out to Michigan. I actually have a trip coming up um, 
I guess this isn't gonna this is gonna be released beforehand, but uh, I guess I have a trip coming up in a couple of weeks down to Arkansas, going to all the way down around. Uh, for, uh, so I, you have to be more specific when you ask like best place that I've been, because that that's very broad. Uh, would you mean uh, for bigfooting? Would you mean for for sightseeing? Um, there's you know totally different uh, different. Well, characteristics. actually, let's let's go with both because I mean you know one thing. We're we're out there looking, you know, that's kind of like our unofficial theme on the podcast is like we're always looking for Bigfoot, but our big main theme is just getting outside. So whether we want to hear your favorite sightseeing spot that you've been and then your like kind of your favorite Bigfooting, like high Bigfooting or maybe just your favorite Bigfooting spot. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> all right. So my favorite Bigfooting spot, I got to say, like... Um, if I wanted, if I could put one spot on the map where I would go look for Bigfoot today, right now it would be in my backyard in Sussex County, just because the evidence shows that they're going to be there, and my my experience shows that they're going to be there. But if they're not here, then um, I would have to say, um, oh man, I best place that you were good and get activity, probably Whitehall, New York. And it's funny, I'm going up there this weekend, actually, for a conference. Um, so it would be like, yeah, Central, Eastern, uh, New York, Vermont, Massachusetts area. That makes sense. Um, and that's just because every time I go up there, I have repeated activity. It's just amazing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know. It has a history behind uh, since the 70s. It's had a history. There's been some really, you know, historical uh, reports there from police officers um and the sightings continue to this day it's it's a very underrated spot for big footing but it's awesome um night like for me like like hiking and and beauty uh i like i like overlooks i like fire towers and like summits and mountains and stuff uh I, the best place i've been to is is great smoky mountain uh national park i've a backpack through there it was I would do it. That's actually where I'm going to, uh, one of the, my stops on the way back from my little road trip is, is great smoke mountain just because I love it so much. Second place would have to be the Adirondacks. I mean, it's a close second. Both yeah. are, both are so extremely beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to get out to the great smoky mountains. Um, I haven't been, it's on my list. Adirondacks is on my list. I really, I really want to get out there. Uh, you know, just listening to the way you talk about it, I, I really think you would like uh, the nor the Northern California Eureka uh, area in the Redwoods just because of the Bigfoot activity, yeah. the high mountain peaks, the big trees. It's really cool, unique. Uh, Listen, I, unfortunately, this is going to come as a shock to you guys, but as a full-time Bigfooter, I don't make a lot of money. <laughs> so it's the the funds to get out that way i mean unfortunately a little slim right now but i am always willing to have a sponsorship if you guys want to send me out there i i would be more than welcome you know you can go, i'll go to montana first and then we can go to cal you know go to the olympic peninsula we'll hang out whatever yeah perfect perfect no big deal we'll hit just all let me know just let me know when my flight is and i'll uh, i'll be ready there we go <laughs> Yeah, well, well, who knows, you know, you never, uh, the the whole country is beautiful in itself. So you can really kind of just throw a dart at a map and probably find something. Well, and here's, here's the thing, too, is there's been Bigfoot sightings in 49, 49 of the states, the only, only state being Hawaii without a Bigfoot sighting, regardless if there's a Bigfoot or not, it's getting out there and looking like one of one of like one of my big quotes is like a a um a life without the possibility or I'm sorry a life with the possibility of Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster is far superior to one without. Think yeah. about that in every aspect. That is so true. Well, so for me, even if. Say say whatever through those rocks. Say it was a person. Say whatever. Say all the evidence that I've collected. It, it was totally explainable by something else, which it totally possibly could be. I'm not saying I have proof of Bigfoot. Nobody does. Uh, and it, you know, 
if it if it is proven or if it well you can't prove something doesn't exist so if it's not found then all this would be an extreme adventure that i honestly wouldn't change for anything yeah exactly you know and that's that's what i try to portray to people is like get outside and do something you know i look for bigfoot you know but hey you don't have to do that it's not for everybody but oh, you can go outside and like fish and hike and do survival. I got into like survival stuff. Who would, who would, me doing survival stuff is like, I don't know, the fire on Pluto, but it's, it's crazy because now I'm like into it. Like, I don't know. That's the only reason is because I got into big footing. Exactly. So it's cool. What, what, what kind of becomes of, of, um, you know, your path. It's awesome. No, I love it. I, for us, it's, it's just like that. It's like, you know, we didn't find any Bigfoots today, but we saw a pretty cool waterfall. It was a sunny day. We had some great conversation and it was just a, it was a fun day. Like I'm why? outside and I'm with my friends. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Whether mm -hmm. you're looking for Bigfoot or looking for marbles, you're just outside having a grand <laughs> old time. And even if you can't get out into the woods or into the deep, whatever, you know, a walk around the neighborhood. That's better than that's better than sitting inside. You know, I know that you know a lot of people in the city unfortunately don't have the um, the the resources that we do, and it, it's a shame, really. But you know, still walk around, go out, you know, go outside. You know, there's got to be a little park or something, anything just to keep moving. It's so not only healthy for your body but your mind. And that's what I've come to notice, especially like I do a lot of solo stuff recently. I've been doing a lot of solo hikes, solo expeditions, and it's um, it's really, it's it's not only does it test your your nerves a little bit, but it's it's so cleansing for for your mind. It's like free therapy. I don't know, can't beat it. No, I agree. I I normally try to get out um, and do some sort of hiking trip, just or a camping trip, just myself because I know how good it is for me in my head to kind of clear. Mm. And, you know, I'm crazy. I talk to myself out loud. So I'm out there talking to myself out loud about all the different things running through my head. But I know in the long run, because I come out of that with a lot of good things. You know what that means? Time for another commercial break where we get to tell you to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Whether you're getting that podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, WhatsApp, whatever podcast app you use, you can make it happen. And don't forget, this is also the time to let, uh, let you guys know that you can pick up that Wandering Ways swag at the Teespring. Make sure to check it out. The link is in the bio down below or in the episode description. It's even in the show description, too, if you can't find it in the episode. But you can go on there. You can get your sweatshirts. You can get your uh, shirts. You can get long sleeves, short sleeves. You can even get some socks. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, highly recommend. You will... Be impressing everybody at your next bonfire with some Wandering Ways swag. You know, and if that's not enough, we're going to tell you to follow us individually on our social medias. You could check me out at the Ruguru or Zach of Wandering Ways. You know, check out the adventure firsthand where there might not be any ads. Exactly. And who doesn't like some good free pub? I need the follow followers to go up. So I'm going to throw out Reverend Marcus. Check me out on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Um, I do some cool stuff. So please give me the follow. All right. We also do not cool stuff. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's keep wandering on. All right, so it is time for, again, I think my favorite segment. It's Cool Shit in Nature. And this week, it's actually going to be cool. We're keeping a little bit off topic. Sometimes we can get a little off topic with it. Uh, we are not showing animals attacking animals. Instead, Mike has supplied something that is super cool. I've gotten a sneak peek at it because I'm the one who puts it up. But Zach has not seen it, and I'm interested to see zach's reaction because i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie it's kind of it's kind of intense <laughs> but here we go it is a a track of bigfoot Ooh. i believe yeah that would be uh that would be a uh pretty plausible uh uh bigfoot track 
Yeah. And what appears like if he were to walk into Nike, he's going to have to have like size 35s. Um, Cause that is a massive foot. Like 16 inches, 16 inches. Yeah. Yeah. It measures like uh 15 and a half and that's uh prior to the snow melt. So um, yeah. Uh, so the story behind this one was um, I got a call from, when is, this is a, this is a long time ago. I think this is 2015 or 14. Um, I, I got a call from a witness uh, who says that, hey, um, I uh, go up to High Point State Park in New Jersey. Uh, I'm a teacher from down uh, in the city area, and it's my thing to go up in the winter and just do winter bike riding through the park. I said, cool, what's going on? I said, well, the thing is, I found thousands of Bigfoot tracks. And I said, wait. What do you mean you found thousands? He's like, well, I go up there every year in the winter, and every year I just find these barefoot footprints in the snow, and it's, it looks like they're playing. So he sent me some pictures, and okay, I was like, okay, well, either this is pretty good, or this guy is a whack job, and he's sending me these crazy because I get them. You have no idea how many crazy people are into Bigfoot. Oh, like I, it's 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 it's. I believe they it. need. I if, if people like if word got out, they need to open more mental facilities in this country because there this is I mean a, a pandemic. Talk about Corona. This this thing, the Bigfoot crazies. I, I, I can only imagine the type of text messages you're getting or the emails you're getting from some people. Well, and you know, I, I gotta say, you know, I, I'm a Bigfoot researcher, so I can't say that I'm not like crazy myself, but um some of these people, oh wow. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, uh, meet me up here at this park and show me. Show me where these footprints, you find them. I'd love to investigate it. I go up there, and I'm not. I'm thinking, this is great. This guy's crazy. No way. Because uh, this is, you know, High Point State Park is not the least populated park ever. Um, you know, a lot of cross-country skiers go through there. So, okay, but whatever. Uh, this is uh, right next to the Appalachian Trail. So, uh, so we, we start walking, we get up there, uh, seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, you see there's a snow, snow on the ground. This is a fresh snow that occurred, uh, the night prior and, uh, we start walking and whatever, and right off the trail, maybe a yard off the trail, uh, boom, wow. that's what we find. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I, I bet i bet that i looked at him like you're not lying he's like i told you so yeah uh so so we found uh, about uh there was eight of them over about 50 yards and then uh, the snow kind of pe petered out a little bit and we've lost them how how spread apart were they would you say like the strides i think they measure i would have to look back i think six feet seven inches six seven or six eight or six nine something like that i, I would have like i said i have to go back but I, it was in the high sixes wow yeah that's a that's a big stride yeah yeah so you know the the cool thing about it is um so i've sent this off to a lot of people and if you um if you google uh i don't know if you can google it now or whatever uh but um put up like a uh, uh, bear double step uh, footprint and uh, I, a lot of people uh, have commented that, like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is just a bear track. Like, it's, uh, I, it, hopefully we'll get a picture up real set, in a second, but it's, it's super clear. It looks like a human footprint that, that, you know, these bear do. And it's because their front, their back foot steps in the front, their, their front, they step in the same track. And, yeah. and it leaves, like, a, a human-like oh. impression. So bare double step footprint. So uh, was it kind of like this one right see, here? Yeah, there you go. And imagine that a little closer together. Like that could totally be uh really I, actually you know oh, I don't know if I have it right now. I was gonna say I could send you one that uh, is a really good example. Anyways, so so <clears throat> the bear kind of do that. So if we go back to the the um original picture there, um What's interesting is you can, we can rule out, well, we can't rule it out, but if this was a bear, 
because of the width of the uh, the the top of the track, uh, it would have been a uh, New Jersey record size black bear plus two hundred pounds. Wow! And that we get we get that just because of the width of the the impression. Is that now now is that impossible? No. Plausible? Probably not. So now we left with you know what else? What else? What else is there? You know, there's there's four impressions, probably five with the snow melt. I mean, a big humanoid flat foot track. You tell me. What do you guys think it is? I mean, it's it's very um, it's very convincing that it is humanoid. Um, you know, in my my job, I I work with feet. Um, I work with a lot of feet, so uh, yeah, I consider can myself. I, can a, I ask what you do, or is that like a, a fetish thing that you don't want to talk about? No, no. So I'm a I'm an athletic trainer, so I work oh, with okay. sports teams and the sports I work. I was going to go down a dark a route of, if you said something else, but okay. <laughs> but uh, I work with a lot of people that get sprained ankles, so you know I'm around feet a lot. Uh, ankles and, all day long. Yeah, yeah he's massaging those guys. Mm. Yeah, so you know, if I in foot mechanics, I'm pretty familiar with too. And you know, looking at it, it does it does look different from you know the bare foot. Even the double step that they had, there was seemed to be some clear differences, especially because you could see kind of like where a humanoid like arch would be on it well and this thing doesn't this thing is doesn't have an arch which is the the most uh telling sign that it's i mean obviously because of the size it's outside of human range hands down but the other interesting thing is it doesn't have an arch which uh, if you're in defeat which is kind of interesting is so juvenile bigfoot are said to have arches in their feet um and i've see well i've i've casted footprints like this in, in south jersey in the pine barrens where um it was a human it looked like a baby a baby foot oh. and it was like seven inches long but it was a baby foot it had the arch everything but a seven foot long footprint how old are you going to be six five and this is in like february in the pine barrens when it was snowing along a river a mile back you know it, whatever <clears throat> but uh, they, it, it said as soon as the Bigfoot kind of grow and reach a certain weight, which we uh, I have no idea, um, because of the weight, their arch is actually flattened. So they have flat feet at a certain age when they, they reach like puberty or teenage years. Um, their, their arch gets flattened because of the weight of their body, which oh, also... It's kind of happening um, to humans too, I think. That's... Yeah, that's that's it. That's his his category. <laughs> it's uh, that's uh that's interesting to hear. Um, kind of the flatter foot kind of theory there. Um, let's kind of trail back because you've got um by the time this airs, you're going to be having season five of the Shadow of the Big Red Eye coming out on YouTube. So if anybody listening, I, I, make sure to go check it out. I love how everybody puts an extra the in there. Everybody, everybody. It, uh, it's, it's in the shadow of Big Red Eye. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's a, I have it written how you said it. Um, I know. Everybody, it's not you. It's, it's, I should just change the name of the show, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm also notorious of saying things uh, very wrong. It wasn't oh. a couple of weeks ago um, we were talking about lake watery in south carolina and i kept saying i think probably close to 10 times on the episode lake water tree so oh. <laughs> um hey, so I'm, it's you... kind of my thing is to say it wrong i guess <laughs> did, did you say my first my last name when you introduced me i don't think you did uh probably in fear of saying it wrong so <laughs> <laughs> go ahead let's try it i believe right. it's no. it's flammers right <laughs> Try it again. Uh, I'm gonna have to look up the the, the wording of it. Uh, oh, flamland, flamland. Okay, Famalant. Famalant. It's close. That was actually not too bad. I'll give you credit for that one. <laughs> oh, that I'm, was like I'm that was like top. That was top sixty percent. So you're good. 
Um, but yeah, so you got the new season coming out here. Um, so I don't know how much you want to dive into. Maybe you want to go over some of the locations that are going to be on this. Sure. Uh, this oh season. man. So, uh, <clears throat> let's see. We have already filmed, uh, out in, uh, Pennsylvania. We filmed in Southern, uh, central Southern Pennsylvania. We have filmed, uh, let's see, in Michigan. We've actually filmed in three locations in Michigan, uh, which is really cool. We went up to the Upper Peninsula, which was amazing. That that place is so squatchy. Um, and then, uh, uh, man, we're going to, we have a lot of upcoming stuff going on too. Uh, we're going to be down in the Pine Barrens, New Jersey. We go down there every year is like a fall kind of like, um, that's the one place you asked me before, like uh, uh, the, the squatchiest place and then like the most like scenic place. I think the overall best place that I have ever been would be um, Pine Barrens, would be Wharton State Forest in southern Jersey. And solely because uh, it's centralized for all my friends. So like when I go down there, everybody comes. It's a big like family gathering of Bigfooters. It's awesome. Um and the Pine Barrens are just so creepy and they're notorious for having the, you know, the Jersey Devil Mafia dump sites and stuff. And it's just, I mean, it's so cool to investigate that area. And there's so many Bigfoot down there. It's like, like when they're down there, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, it, you know, um, and they have fishing. I mean, you can't parade on a lake and, oh my God, the, the, the pickerel you pull out of there. Oh God. But, um. Like I said, it's all about getting out, though. Like, um, uh, I was telling these guys before, I think before we started recording, we're actually filming uh, season six and seven as well. Uh, season six is going to be Sussex County. Uh, I've had some really intense activity. Uh, if you guys have followed my uh, Facebook page, you'll you kind of know what's going on, a little teaser thing. Um, and by the time this airs, we'll probably have it analyzed and have a good idea of exactly what I recorded, which is <laughs> so exciting to actually like say that. Um, and then we're also doing a road trip too for season seven. We're going to South Carolina, Everglades, Ocala National Forest, Florida. We're going to North Florida, Falk, Arkansas to see the Bobby Creek Monster. We're going to Great Smoky Mountains because I love it there. Um, so yeah, this is it's it's. Um, it's going to be extremely, extremely stressful and tiring for me because I'm doing all of it solo. I edit everything. Awesome. I Yeah, no, I, I promote everything. I edit everything. I do all the graphic stuff. I do all, you know, the filming, the, the witnesses, logistics. It's very, it's very time consuming. Um, but, you know, like I said, I keep thinking about that guy that, that sent me that message in the first season. And it's like, yeah, man, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I love to do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, kind of going back to season five, are you willing to kind of share any kind of juicy things about season five? Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Man, it's hard because, like, I'm still filming it. I'm still editing it. So it's, it's very difficult. Um, Michigan had some really cool stuff happen. Um, let's see. Jeez. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I can't, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we filmed like three episodes of season five. So it's very difficult for me to even like, like, and that was filmed way back <laughs> before COVID. So <laughs> no, I feel like I was, I was just curious if we were going to, yeah, I, I wish, get, I, uh... I wish I could do like a teaser thing, but yeah, I just, I honestly, at this point I've been so I'm going up to Whitehall uh, this this weekend for a festival. Uh, I'm speaking up there, and then the weekend after, I'm going down to Virginia. So it's like going crazy. So how did uh, COVID affect the Bigfooting? Uh, I guess I'm curious how. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it, it was um, we had a lot planned uh, for for last year, and everything uh, was going on schedule. Uh, which I think was kind of like the sh shittiest part about it because what I do is the beginning of every year, I plan everything. Uh, all the expeditions are planned. The locations are planned. 
And I do this because I have like a private group of people that I invite out with who, you know, have been out with me before who, uh, you know, are on the same page, you know, how to film all that good stuff. Um, I do that. So they know they can take off of work or do whatever they want if they want to. Uh, so I had all this planned and it takes so much time and effort to do that. Um, and then boom, COVID and they closed the state parks and the forests. And it's like, what will like, hold on. Like, like, wait, wait we're, you, you can't, we can't go out in the nature now. We can't get away from people. So that, that was difficult. They closed New Jersey's Appalachian trail. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't come into New Jersey on the Appalachian trail without getting fined. Oh, wow. That's uh yeah. You couldn't camp in the shelters. You couldn't do anything. That's uh yeah, it was, it was a crazy time for sure. It was definitely, it's kind of a bummer. It ruined your big footing though. Um, hey, but you know what? Everything happens for a reason. That's kind of like my philosophy in life. So what we're doing now is we're going at it hard, you know, like I, I had the opportunity to be able to do this and, and not only, you know, am I doing it because I, I'd like other people to, you know, I say that's, that's kind of like the reason why I make the show is because I like other people to, you know, watch it and enjoy it. But really what it comes down to is I do this for me. <laughs> like you, like, you know how hard it is to get a date when your occupation is big footer. I can imagine it's, unless you're married beforehand. Yeah. yeah, no, and I'm not married. No, it's very <laughs> difficult, and and it's difficult because um uh the one the one uh, specific uh, uh select group of people who you can choose from are also bigfooters because you know, got it right, two birds one you know whatever. Uh, however, the selection of females that are into bigfooting. <laughs> Uh, there's not many, and the ones that are there. I feel you. Fair. There's not many. There's there, it's 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 there's not many. There's not many females in bigfooting whatsoever. Well, so it's you know, it's difficult to to be able to find somebody who you can actually connect with. Is what I'm trying to say. I get that. I, I mean, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you know, our buddy Matt. Uh, he's kind of an interesting character. He's always searching for love. Too. He he. Every time he's on the podcast, as I get, I mean, he's our—he's one of our best friends that we go this that we would go squatching with or go out in the nature with. Um, he's always doing that same thing. So, I mean, if there's any ladies out there, we'll, we'll give him your contact. We'll send. Oh, him. go ahead and no. shoot us a message. <laughs> <laughs> it's filter. You got to filter first. Um, right. We got you. One hundred percent. You got it. I mean, kind of before we get towards the end into the final words is there anything about season five like thoughts anything about the just that season or the show in general that you want to share before we jump into the final words i think it's it's just um season season five is kind of like that that was my goal to get to um kind of around season two the end of season two i'm like you know what this is i want to get to season five and it's been a very difficult journey. It's been, it's been uh, on top of full-time jobs. It's been three other full-time jobs, you know, if, uh, editing, marketing, planning expeditions, doing expeditions. It's, it's been very difficult. And, you know, it's, it's season five is, is going to be the best that I have ever put out before. And, I'd suggest that, you know, watch the episodes. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't care. It, it, the thing about my show is I don't have any producers. I don't have, like, any uh, networks that tell me what I can and can't do. Um, everything that I do on the show is totally me. And that's why I designed the show is because that's, like I said, in the very beginning, there's no true shows of what Bigfooting is all about. Like you'll see it's, it, it's my, it, my, it, it's not about Bigfooting for me. We go, you know, to these beautiful remote areas and hopefully someone watching my show is going to go to those locations and look for Bigfoot themselves and hopefully find something. But if not, they're still out. We go, what's, what's super interesting is, uh, a, in most states, the uh, highest percentage of Bigfoot sightings are in the 
poorest counties. So by us going to these sighting locations and, and these counties, we're bringing tourism into them. We go and on our show, you'll see us walk through Main Street. We'll go to a diner and you'll, you'll see. And it's only solely because we, you know, they're not paying it. We're not getting any. It's because we want these small businesses. I'm a small business. I, I have to succeed too. So why can't I get those and help everybody around me do that as well? So that's, it's not, it's not about finding Bigfoot. It's about the, it's, it's about getting outside and doing, you know, uh, seeing something and, and, you know, I, it's just, it's so cool what you see when you're out on adventures. It's amazing. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I love that you do that. I, especially get, getting and shopping local and being, going to those local diners in those places. I mean, that's something we always preach, you know, don't go to the McDonald's. I mean, it makes sense sometimes at 4 a.m. and you're on the road. Well, sometimes you just need a McDouble. You exactly. Know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or you just, you know, but when you get the opportunities, find those small towns, find those local diners or those local shops and give them a buck or two, you know, because you're going to get and, the Amazon anyway. And you know what, too, and just to take that a step further, it's not even about, you know, just experiencing the different types of, of food and the different places and, and, and different kind of small businesses. It's about experiencing the culture and the different people there. Like, I can't tell you like how many restaurants I've walked into and had some of the best conversations with people just being, you know, just because I'm wearing a Bigfoot shirt or so, something like that. It, it doesn't even matter. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm from New Jersey and everybody appears like fast and mean. So I don't know. It's maybe it's different other places, but like when I go like down South, like I just got back from Kentucky. Oh my God. Everybody is so nice there. It's incredible. <laughs> and it's like, that's the East Coast. Know, that's what that's what it's a culture it's a different change from what you're used to and i'll tell you when i got back from kentucky i wasn't that fast you know raging person i had that kind of slow mental mentality and you, unfortunately it doesn't stick with you as long as it should but you got to keep that going as long as you can and and like i said it's free therapy you get in that mindset and you know hopefully that'll help somebody else you know yeah no 100% Hundred percent. Well, anyways, I've got to be that guy. We are getting towards the end of uh, the episode today, so that means it's time for the final words. And so, since you are our guest today, we'll let you go first. And how the final words works? It can literally be anything you'd like. If you have written a poem for us today, or if you have, uh, we've had people share videos on this um, from their phones. You know, we've had. Kind of an array of anything. So like literally anything you want, final words, go for it. This is like, so, so like when you, when you're on death row, you actually get to prepare for that kind of stuff. Now, so, so this is difficult. Um, no, I just want to thank you guys for listening and, and seriously for, for having me here. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in Bigfooting and a, and a lot of different, um, perspectives and philosophies on what Bigfooting actually is, uh, whether it be aliens, whether it be interdimensional, whether it be an actual being or whatever. As long as you have an opinion on something, I think you're right. You know, if you want to get into the specifics and the details of it, then we can. But as long as you're thinking outside the box and you actually think that there's something out there that maybe we haven't found yet there's something that that's greater out there than than what is known is 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 how i i just try to keep my mind and you know uh you can get in the spiritual aspect of it if you want doesn't really matter but getting outside and being being in in nature is, is really what has grounded me and has got me to where i am this day and that's just what i want to share with everybody else and you know looking for Bigfoot. That's just what I like to do. You know, if you want to look for Bigfoot too, I have a mini docuseries, Squatchables, which you can watch if you want to learn how to get into Bigfooting. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, other than that, uh, you know, just go outside and enjoy nature, my friends. Uh, my channel, my show is in, this, in the shadow, Big Red Eye, uh, YouTube channel, Sussence County Bigfoot, and we're all on social media. If you want to send me a message, uh, feel free to do it on our uh, uh, Facebook thing. So thank you again, guys, for having me. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. And 
you know, for my final words, I just want to thank you uh, so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, what you do. And what I really appreciate is how genuine you are. Uh, like you said, it's coming from you. These are things you're doing. This is your hobby, your fun. Like you said, it's hard to find people that genuinely want to talk to you about Bigfoot back. Uh, but when you do, some of those people are, you have some of the best conversations, the great conversations. I've, I've met some of the most amazing people in my life through Bigfooting. It's, an, oh. it's incredible. And I love, and it's, it's, it's that passion for that, that seeking that unknown. And, and I think too, what we find ourselves when we're doing that, we, we sometimes get upset or down on ourselves and we stop doing that. And, and one of my things that I always, I always tell people is, you know, just put one foot in front of the other, you know, you'll be on a hike sometimes and you know, you, you're so tired, you're puking, you're, you're done with it, but you just got to remember just left foot, right foot left foot, right foot, and you'll get down and you'll... Well, you know, and there, there, I've been out with a, with a bunch of different type of people. I don't know if I could talk during the last word, but oh, I've been on. out with a bunch of different type of people. And, and like, um, some people are really into Bigfooting and that's all they want to do is just focus on, you know, that I want to find this, I want to do this, I want to do that. And that's great, but that's not me. You know, it's, it's like I said, it's about experiencing going outside, you know, Sorry. Exactly. No, exactly. No, exactly. My point. You just keep going because that's what we have to do. When we stop, we lose. And, you know, that's essentially it. That's all I got. I'm going to pass it on to the Reverend there. Yeah. Uh, Reverend's final words of wisdom. I just want to say thank you again so much, Mike, for coming on today. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you on, talking about uh, all the expeditions you've been on, your stories the pod or uh, your show on youtube uh make sure everybody go check it out it is it's a great one it's in the shadow of big red eye on youtube make sure to check it out uh the instagram is sussex county bigfoot nope instagram is shadow of red eye and the youtube is sussex county bigfoot that's the channel name is sussex county bigfoot okay. i remember seeing them in the one shadow of, them, of big red so. eye yeah. All right. Sorry. We'll make sure that's all correct in the uh, links down below in the podcast episode description. So please make sure you guys all check that out. Uh, there's a lot of great things out there in the shadow of Big Red Eye. You know, he's Mike's preaching it. It's all about the journey. It's not always about the destination. So let's keep on out there and uh, go squatching if you want or just go out and enjoy nature. Hey, just remember, uh, you can't prove that something doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, but that being said, you know, peace out, everybody. Bye.